Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Loud, the podcast. <laughs> the podcast, Loud. <laughs> All right, you can't just like, you can't just like repeat after me the whole time. Hey, hey, this is a podcast. We can kind of do whatever the fuck we want. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> I am Jane Black, and I am Mister Sir. We just uh, we are celebrating our inaugural episode today, so. Uh, we just took a shot of Duce and White Hennessy in the studio and mm. shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it feels great. All right. Um, <clears throat> so, let's get into it. All right. We told the people that we are here to talk rap, race, and relationships. Yes. Yes, we are. So, um, do you have a, a rap story today? A rap story. A rap. <laughs> do you have a story? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> of course I have a story. Okay, let's hear it. Of course I have a story. All right. Okay, rap story. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> rap story. Um, right now, it looks like Nas has a new album that's going to come out this year. What? Yes. You think yes, so? A new album. I think what? so. I, I kind of know so. <laughs> Based on my sources. Okay, you know, what, tell I'm, me what I'm pretty sure he's going to do that. So, pretty much Nas has a new album coming out this year. And the whole thing came out because Billboard did an interview with him. And the interview was really talking about an office space that he has in New York. Okay. Uh, you know, he kind of took it and made it a, his own office slash creative space. Uh-huh. Um, and the whole issue came up uh, because of that. That he had used it as creative space? No, no, no. No, no, no. Not that he had used it as creative space. He had taken that creative space and made it into a studio. So at first it was just oh, it was okay, just a simple office. Like it was it was creative space, but there was oh, no studio. Oh, got it. Because there's like different, I'm sure there's different like governances for places like that versus like a just general office space or something. Yeah, probably so. Okay. So pretty much uh, what he actually has going on is he did uh he did a video with Khaled and the video or song wait a bit (laughs) okay I'm listening all right yes Uh, (laughs) so the the title of the of the thing is called Nas album done right okay so I took a look at this video and I listened to the track and quite honestly if it sounds anything like this track, that album, uh-huh. I'll be bumping the whole thing. Really? Like, one through 12, <laughs> one through 15, nonstop. Like, the, the song that he just put out with Kelly was hot. That's interesting. Uh, I actually haven't heard about it at all, so now I feel like I need to go listen to it, like, right away. Uh, yeah, I kind of want to play it for you right now, but... uh. Yeah, we're doing a podcast. So. Yeah, we're in the middle of shit. <laughs> so you can't quite listen to it, but it's okay. it's dope. And I mean, it's like a I, I can't even call it a music video. It's like a, a music film. Okay. Yes, be a music film. So it's, it's like beautiful. a like one of those visual albums, like Beyonce uh, or like Kanye yeah. or yeah. But it's just one. It's a, just one music video. Right? Yeah, it's just one. Okay, but it's but it's legit. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out. All right, so <clears throat> what you got? Speaking of things to check out, <laughs> 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 I'm so quirky. 
Um, so on April 14th, Kendrick Lamar will be dropping his, I believe it's, is it for his fourth studio album? Yeah, I think so. Number four? Yeah, I think so. Nice. Okay. Uh, damn. You know, spelled the right way. It's like D-A-M-N. Damn. 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 <laughs> <laughs> You're so stupid. <laughs> um... So it was really interesting. I have a couple of like super random conspiracy theories about like stuff I read about this album. Conspiracy theories. Yeah. Like it's it's pretty cool actually. So um of course Damn drops April 14th, which this year is Good Friday. Good Friday. Yeah, stay with me. So um on the end of uh The Heart Part 4. Mhm. He actually, I mean, obviously everyone's walking around quoting him as saying, do you know it? No. No? (laughs) Do you know it? When he said, y'all got till April the 7th to get y'all shit together at the end of The Hard Part 4. So, like, whenever an artist, you know, says something like that, you probably expect, like, oh, shit, they have a new album dropping on this day. Right. People assume that, though. Like, he didn't even, he, like, kind of halfway implied it. It was very loose. Um... Because he just said, get your shit together. He didn't even say, like, y'all about to see this shit I got dropping on the front. Like, he just... <laughs> he didn't say, look out for this. Yeah, he didn't like... look out for this fucking hot new ass album. <laughs> That's not what he said at all. But, you know, people, like, ran with it. Like, people that are fans of his and things like that. Um, not that I'm not a fan. I'm just saying, like, there are, like, Kendrick heads out there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, basically... Um, that ended up being the date that he allowed people to start pre-ordering his album that he is dropping on the 14th. But, <clears throat> according to Hot New Hip Hop, uh, one of uh, TD's presidents actually alleged that Humble was supposed to drop on 4-7. So originally, the 4-7 date was supposed to be a reference for Humble, not for pre-orders for the album. Uh-huh. It, the album drops on Good Friday. Uh-huh. Now, Humble, which has so many religious overtones in the music video would have been dropped on 4-7 uh-huh. which would have been right before Good Friday. Right. Now, this is going to blow your mind. So, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, 4-7 is also relevant. I mean, this is like, someone obviously made this correlation. Like, yeah. this isn't just like fall out of the sky. But, right. um, in the New Living Translation of the Bible... The verse James 4, 7 reads, So humble yourselves before God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how is this not all related? Oh, my God. Mind so, blown. yeah, just, like, fucking dope. Like, like, you know, he's, he's like, dressed up as, like, a pope and, like, has people. It's, like, the, the Last Supper reenactment or something like that. Yeah. Um, and he also kind of alludes to, like, resisting, you know, the ways of the world, like, being flashy and like allowing your mind to to be expressed through like drugs like you know he says the verse about like i'm gonna let my soul speak you let the, the meds talk or something like that yeah so you know i just thought like all of that was really dope um so it basically hints that there are going to be a lot of <clears throat> like parallel religious type references like in his in his album which I look forward to because, like, his music just at face value has, like, a, a certain perversion to it. Like, his use of, like, the word bitch so comfortably. He, he has, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it is so a certain, like, subtle vulgarity <laughs> to it. But it's also poetic, which I think people can appreciate. And it's not, like, just revolving around all of these, you know, superficial things that we 
can turn up to so easily, but yeah. like you can get tired of that shit quick. Yeah, <laughs> like, there's only so <laughs> much amigos I can do. Like, <laughs> like I definitely need it. I need my fix or whatever. But that's it. Like yeah. I use that shit recreationally. Use like that shit on the way to work. Like, yeah, trap guy. music is not like <laughs> for the all day every day. Like that shit definitely gets old. And I mean, I, I love it. Trap music is is dope for so many reasons. But you know, at the end of the day, I'm just really excited for the stories that Kendrick's gonna tell. Yeah. Um, and for for the poetic brilliance that he'll be able to display as someone who parallels religion with escaping from like a street lifestyle. You see what I'm saying? Like it's no, I just feel you. I really I really can't wait to to hear that album. So yeah, it's gonna be hot. You know, Kendrick always bring the heat. Yeah, that's all I got though. That's all you got. Yeah, so that's wrap for the day. Yeah, that's so, a wrap on wrap. <laughs> wrap on wrap. Knee slapper. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so um before we talk about race, I think you should go first because my story is is being talked about a lot. Um that it's already like God who hasn't talked about this story. But mm-hmm. I just I just wanna talk about it in a way that's it's not gonna be a very popular opinion. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. Like that's cool. First. I'll I'll go ahead and go first. All you right. know, I, mine ain't ain't too heavy. Okay. You know, so we go ahead and knock okay. it out. So, kind of an uplift on, on race for today. Um, as you know, there's a lot more awareness on race in the, the film and entertainment industry. Yeah. And a lot more positivity towards black people, or at least allowing us to tell our story at a, at a bare minimum. I'd agree with that. It, yeah. A little more freedom. It's like giving you slack on the leash, but yeah, it's like I'm but a, it's it's there. It's I'm I'm more. I'm gonna let you see yourself. I'm I'm gonna at least give you a mirror so you can so you can see yourself. Yeah, not where it should be, but it's definitely increasing. Right, right. So you know, just just a little little W we got. So Don Cheadle is gonna be producing a film I hate his about name, by the way. Don Cheadle. It's so <laughs> Don Cheadle. I was like, like uh, he has like a superhero name or. Action figure name. Yeah, like, like it doesn't Don sound. Don Cheadle. He doesn't sound like a person. Like Chuck Norris. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, what is it name? Totally ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. So Don is set to produce a film about the first black millionaire. Ooh. So, wow. Like, who comes to mind when you say first black millionaire? Uh, so in my mind, it's this little girl. Mm-hmm. Um, like I have discovered this black history fact I didn't know, like in February, mm-hmm. about a little girl who um. She was, like, a descendant of a certain tribe that was identified as Native American and not black. So, like, they were given some type of reparations. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So fucked up. <laughs> like, oh, since you're not a nigger. Like, um, you know, so they kind of made that designation. And then um, she was given, like, a plot of land as, like, some sort of reparation. And, like, she was a child, so her parents obviously had to manage it for her. And um, she was only given the land because it was cho- it was decided that it wasn't like favorable for mm-hmm. agriculture right. um, by white people. <laughs> so, like you can get our fucking leftovers. Um, land was Take dry that. as fuck. And then so they actually sold a plot of land. I want to say to a railroad company and then to a company that was drilling uh, like making fields for oil. Right. And they fucked around and like struck oil on her land. And so she got paid in royalties like. Black gold. Yeah, that was really old. Oh, it's really old story. Black gold. Um, that's why I didn't know it. Like no one talks about like shit like this. So, um, there apparently it was like they struck you know oil in her property and then like 
the oil company bought out her land because like obviously they're gonna make her an offer that's some shit she's never seen before yeah and it, it gets better two hundred dollars no no, no. <laughs> it was they actually gave her what would be like i want to say like twelve to thirteen thousand dollars back mm-hmm. in like the 1800s yeah and she's a little black girl she's like fucking nine to twelve years old mm-hmm. so it's rich yeah she's fucking a little rich black girl it's like well she's a child little black child's rich how how you know um because it was still her land so they actually um made it to where like her parents had to assign guardianship of her to a white person so that she would be treated better like it was so fucked up i was like how is this a real story how is this a real story like it's so stupid Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm about, not lying. Enough about But like <laughs> she was she was technically the first black well she wasn't like okay, so she wasn't a millionaire, but she was like once the richest <laughs> black person in America, like at a time. Okay. But <laughs> So my question <laughs> Okay. My question was about the first black millionaire. I mean, so obviously, I don't <laughs> you, know. And you're like, person. oh my God, they gave this little girl $10,000. <laughs> okay, so about the black millionaire, <laughs> not the, the Native American thousandaire <laughs> that just so happened no, to be. No, but some she gold. was black. Like, she was, you know what? <laughs> I'm just saying. I okay. Hate you. All right. <laughs> cool. So Don Cheadle <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> is gonna produce a film about the first black millionaire. Okay. So <laughs> most people, like most <laughs> most people are gonna hear about the first black millionaire. They'll be like, Oh yeah, Madam CJ Walker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's got the hair care product. I forgot for a part. Like, oh yes, black millionaire CJ Walker. I forgot about him. Um, I, I'm natural, so you know I don't really. Right, right. No products for you, of course. That's not what I said. <laughs> <laughs> so, Shade. like, actually, <clears throat> yeah. actually, and factually. So this is just some, just a little digging, some reading that I did. Um, the movie is going to be about the the first black millionaire, um, specifically. His name is Jeremiah G. Hamilton. Jeremiah G. Hamilton. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Just so you remember, because I didn't, I didn't know about the story. I mean, that's a, it's a pretty unique and black ass name. So yeah. I, I think Jeremiah. Jeremiah Hamilton. Um, he left Haiti. So pretty much, he got run out of Haiti. To be quite honest, um, but it was in 1875, and at that point in time, this man was worth like around two million dollars when he died. Okay. Like that's a ridiculous amount of money what time for eighteen seventy five. Oh shit! This is way more than her thirteen thousand dollars. <laughs> way more than uh, thirteen thousand dollars worth of black gold. Especially like at that time, like before inflation was what it was, like that would have been so much more than two million. Right. Like, so that's crazy. like yeah, that's the equivalent of like forty two million dollars today. Today. That is crazy. Just just handing it to random black guy on the street yeah i've never um, heard of this guy though yeah like 1828 so peep this 1828 the man left haiti and went to be a broker in new york like just a broker and a land agent in 1875 and he's black no no, no 1828 oh, okay holy fuck left haiti 1828 <laughs> then ended up in new york 
to be a land agent and a broker. Have Haitians been winning that long? Uh, Haitians have been winning for a while. Oh, what the fuck? They, they just so happen not to be shipped to America. So oh, they, my God. Jesus Christ. Things, things kind of happen for them for All a while. All right. Go and, you know, Haitians. that whole French connection, they kind of, you know, they can I gotcha. get around a little bit. But uh, 1828, yeah. So he came to New York, and the man ends up down with like $2 million worth of money. And the film itself is going to highlight his his life and his accomplishments. Like, Pause. Don Cheadle is doing this. Don Cheadle, man. Don Cheadle is actually no, but like no. Before I'm not saying he's not like it's not that, but like if you think about it, Don Cheadle's a comedian. Yeah. So this is the second time that like a black comedian is taking their like their their influence and doing something great that has an actual like message. Yeah. Like I'm sorry, but like Get Out is still like still on, on yeah, the still on my fucking mind. Still like hot, you know, I'm still like, hot so. on the brain. But if you think about like what Don Cheadle has done, he he used the same avenue. Mm-hmm. Uh, he started off as a comedian, then he started moving into some roles that were a little more serious. Yeah. Starts putting on some suits and ties and dressing up in Iron Man Definitely. suits, being a badass. Yeah. So like he's he's kind of earned that that persona. He's able to use that for the for the audience. But like, it's just sad that like we have to get entrances to industries like that by playing the fool first. Fifteen years. Yeah, like holy shit. (laughs) To be able to speak. A lot of people don't have that time to invest to be a fucking jester for white folk. Yeah. For fifteen years before they can do something that they like they're really passionate about. Not that he wasn't passionate about comedy or good at comedy, but it's like, damn. How long do you have to change? <laughs> like, put in so much Denzel work. Washington acted for 20 years before he became the Denzel Washington Ooh. that we give a shit about. Yeah. Not like, not to be rude. Like, I'm sure there's people that love him very much. Like, I mean, he's always been the man. Right. But it took him 20 years as an actor. Like, I won't say in the whole, but like of, of experience before he really became a name to remember. Right. Do you understand like how long twenty years is? It's uh, it's quite a long, quite a long time. That's ninety five percent of my life. <laughs> like what the fuck? That's kind of ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> Excuse me. That's ridiculous. But that just tells you how much you can do in such a such a short time yeah. frame. Yeah. And with so, determination. Yeah. Determination. Oh my god. <laughs> Reminds me of like those um those like motivation posters that actually were like a. They were okay to put in school for a while, and then now they're just like corny as shit. Mm. They're like memes and shit. Yeah. Um, the ones what? where it's like an all black like mat of a photo, like around a photo, and then there's like just like a word, like determination, and like under and it's like in life this means never giving up. Yeah. You didn't have so, to put that's, this. That's here. the type of shit Nike can get away with in 2017, and people yeah, still buy yeah, the whole but it can't be like on the on the wall at school and shit where niggas are little niggas are trying to learn and it's supposed to be learning. Nope. You can't give them that <laughs> kind of message. It has to come nope. like with a T-shirt that has matching sneakers. Too positive. Don't you get too much hope? Honestly, though, like that kind of brings me to. I was watching this uh, this noisy documentary. Uh, it was talking about like Twenty One Savage, and after this, like, I actually told people like, oh, I actually kind of like feel Twenty One Savage like on a personal level like maybe not his music as much but like like he's actually an interesting individual people are like what 21 savage how he says stupid shit and i'm like okay but like you don't know him why, <laughs> like, <laughs> why does he say stupid yeah. shit? Like, why is it stupid to and you? why do you think it's like this like you know so then i just kind of learned a little bit more about him and then like he kind of like started his own his own sub-genre of rap 
Mm-hmm. His music is very... Uh, it's not dark in, like, a menacing way. It's dark in a way that's sad because someone is, like, living a life or talking about a life they live because they felt like they had no choice. Right. And you also had to be good at it. Otherwise, they wouldn't survive. You get what I'm saying? Making flicks just ever so Yeah, and he's like, you know, and you try to make it in some shit like this just because you're trying to get away from it. Yeah. Not that he's super passionate about rap, but, like, he's decent at it. And it keeps me out of this, out of this game. And it keeps me out of this fucking... You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's just... little money. And, like, rap hasn't always been that avenue for people to, like, get on and, like, get away from a certain life. Rap used to be, like, hip-hop started off as, like, people just expressing themselves. Not that, it, not that there wasn't struggle in it or, you know, you know, the expression of oppression. Like, yeah, that's yeah, always been a part of music. It's, it's just, like, spoken word. Right. But, yeah, if you want to, like, go even further. But I'm saying rap now, so much of it, you're just like, what the fuck? Like, this is, this is literal nothingness pouring through my... Yeah, but it's like, yeah. like I'm getting trash fucking dumber. And a half. Yeah, like <laughs> like audible trash. Like that's just it's ridiculous. And but then you're like, why do I like vibe to it so much? It's not because of the artist, it's because of the producer. Yeah. But <clears throat> at the end of the day, like it gave me like a little bit more appreciation for him. I actually looked at some Migos lyrics one time. Because like half of it's inaudible. Like you can't it doesn't <laughs> It doesn't matter how much you listen to the fucking Migos, you cannot pretend like you understand all the shit they say. There's at least two lines in every song that you'd be mumbling the fuck out of, yeah, and even confidently just saying the lyrics wrong. Because at some point they were probably mumbling that shit. Yeah, <laughs> like these niggas are saying shit right now. Like they this, are on lean right now. They're not, they're not enunciating or pronouncing anywhere. Oh my god. Um, but then, like, I actually looked at like the genius. I fucking genius is like gets on my nerves because it's like so white, but. It's also really interesting. What? what does that even mean? Like they use commas? Like what are you talking no. about? No. So what are you implying that black people are not like grammatically correct most no, of the No, I'm time? saying if you listen to Migos, it sounds like they ask to take no pauses. Well, yeah. So like tell me what you're talking no, about. No, I just mean like genius. Okay, so genius gives me, I do appreciate it, but it gives me the same vibes as watching like a noisy documentary. Like it's super, it's super like well articulated and so I can appreciate that. Uh-huh. Because it translates a certain like aspect of culture for me that I don't relate to directly, but it's being done by a white person, <laughs> so like yeah. it's automatically a different message because there's even there's another yet another degree of separation from being able to relate to that lifestyle for the mo- for the average white person. Like you feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just like the person that has like a degree in journalism is doing documentaries on young rich niggas for fucking some corporate company like that person did not grow up in the trap. Right. You feel what I'm saying? And neither did I, but I still have more in common with the person that did than the person that didn't. Right. Relatability. So I'm just like, it just, eh, it's a thing. You know what I'm saying? It is. It's it's a real thing. Like, it's a real thing. People can pretend that they don't have that, like, sense of judgment, but everyone has prejudices. Because, like, 21 Savage's songs, like, all of his lyrics, you just all you do, you feel the way he says it. It's the delivery, it's how it comes out of his yeah. mouth. Like so, and you it's just not put it just on like paper. it's not random. Like a lot of it's so purposeful. Like the the passion that he kind of like rages with in his music. It's yeah. like he's actually saying, like he feels this shit. <laughs> like, yeah, she's like young savage. Why you rapping so hard? Yeah, it's weird. It's like like his his. Did voice, you just say? Hard? Yeah. Like, how did you like, say it? How'd, like you, how'd, you get, how'd you get that out? He's trapping so hard. I don't know. 
interesting kid. Let's move on. Yeah, I don't even got off on twenty one. Let's just let's talk about Don Cheadle. Was that the end? About did you, was there more? Um, I, yeah, okay. so, <laughs> yeah, so I think, think that's kind of dead. Uh, but yes, <laughs> Don Cheadle, he's producing, man. He's producing. He's trying to he's trying to put us on the map. So okay. uh, I just do appreciate him for that. Yeah. Anybody that takes the time to do it, we need everything we can get. For sure. For sure. Oh yeah. So. What else about Don Cheadle? Oh, there's nothing about Don Cheadle. I thought you said there was there's more. Nothing. No, we're good. Okay. So, you... I just need to kind of wrap up race myself. I have a... I'm going to need a second for this. You're going to need a second. Take yeah, all the time. Like I, we'll pretend like we're not on the podcast. We'll I'll try... A, yeah, I'm trying not to hyperventilate. This, okay. This is like... Uh, I have such mixed feelings about this. And, like, I know some people are going to be like, she's a bitch. Ooh, not the bitch word. Yeah. <laughs> But this is about, oh God, fuck. <laughs> Not that word. Oh my so, um, I'm sure that you've heard, and by you I mean y'all, oh. uh, the Loud Pack, you guys have definitely heard about United Airlines would-be passenger Dr. David Dow. <laughs> would-be. Would've been. He wasn't an actual passenger because he didn't go no fucking where. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> Temporary passenger. Yep, so uh, if you want to call it that. <laughs> He was seated, that was all. Um, I'm sorry, I'm not being mean. Um, I'm actually going to ask you um, how you feel about this story first because I I really think I'm going to have like a super unpopular opinion and I just, I don't give a fuck, but like, I don't want to like poison your mind because you're probably thinking like some like hashtag all lives matter shit about this situation and I'm like just mm. not in that place. So. <laughs> all lives matter. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what that I don't know what I said. Gotcha. I don't know why I said that. Uh, sure, maybe I will. Let's see. Yeah, you go first. How do you I need to ask you like I mean you know how do you feel about the situation? I kinda wanna hear what you have to say. I mean no. but I mean <laughs> the yet. way I feel about it you snatch anybody off a flight that they paid for and you let them walk past the gate yeah. Like this man has probably checked the bag and or went through several different security measures before then. So I'm like, hey, you need to whoever this is, you need to let them sit on this plane. Mm, I don't know. I mean, let me. I'll let you finish. Go ahead. I mean, like, think think about it. Imagine if like you paid oh. for uh. you paid for some shit. No, you're you're in a foreign country. Like you're I'm in, trying so hard. You're in the Middle East right now. You done paid for some shit. Like you're one way ticket home. You okay. get on it and you're like, okay, I'm good. I'm going home back to where I'm a citizen. And then somebody's like, hey, foreigner, if you could, please get your ass up out of your seat and get off this plane. No, I want to go home. You Look, we're going to have to take not, you off this okay. plane. Right. No, I'm scared because I might not be able to go home. Sir, you're coming, you're coming off this fucking plane. Okay, let me just fight and piss myself because I'm scared I'm gonna go to jail not, in a foreign country. So, okay, I, I'm gonna let you, you just you go ahead. I'm I, sorry, I just, I'm just clearly, saying, I'm so hard. <laughs> clearly, I feel strongly about it. I just I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to sum it up in like three quick points and then I'm gonna go back through and expound on each one. Okay. Because like I could talk about this shit forever. Cool. Okay, first of all, he did not comply. Okay. Just like so, if you just take the emotion out of it for like five seconds and just listen to like the logical points like the way other people do and they just fucking turn their hearts off when shit happens to black people like just keep let's give me that benefit of that doubt for like five minutes okay not even five cool so like he did not comply 
right? And then he resisted being detained, okay? And then he's a convicted felon. Ooh. At least reportedly. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Hope Hope I'm not gonna. Hope there's no like defamation of character happening here, but. Give the sources. (laughs) (laughs) Give the sources. Give the sources. Okay, so like, uh, I wanna say, yeah, uh, according to the Associated Press. Got it. This is some, uh, like, a conviction from, like, 2004, 2005. So, first of all, um, United Airlines, not saying it's right or wrong, I'm simply saying this fact. Um, United Airlines acted according to policy, according to CNN money. (laughs) Okay. Because um, the people that removed him from the plane were, like, airport security or, like, airport police officers, right? Yeah. Um, Also, United Airlines has a... um, it's like it was called like conditions of carry or something like that. Like there's actually it's it's the fine print written in contracts that each airline actually has the authority to manage like how they execute that policy on their own. There isn't a standardized like way to enact that. Um, it's like carriage of contracts, something like that. I don't know. Yeah. There isn't a way to um, standardize how they enforce it across each like you know airline. Private privately owned airline. Like, yeah. So like they, they just you know they kind of all just kind of do their own thing. And, you know, it's, it, it kind of initially states that, like, people have to be, people can be refused boarding for anything. And, like, yes, he already boarded and was seated, but they can determine if they're over, like, overbooked and, like, they're actually overweight. Yeah. Now, it wasn't directly about weight. Like, they wanted crew members to get on, which is kind of fucked up. Like, it's kind of, like, you know, dickish. But they wanted him to get off the plane, right? They don't have, like, according to their contract, again, this is a motion aside, like, legally... They don't have to fucking let him fly. They can just like bump him from a flight anytime at will, involuntarily, and mm. remove him if he resists, and just find a way to compensate him. He refused compensation. Pause. I'm just stating the facts. Okay? Just the facts. Jack. <laughs> um, <laughs> Alright. But listen, so like, okay, so he, his injuries were incidental because he was resisting being detained okay all right so just like all of the fucking incidentally dead ass unarmed black men and boys that yeah (laughs) like sorry to say but like you know from the past five years like they're they're fucking resisting and like having their hand on places that is completely fucking normal and shit was like their their deaths were incidental because there were cops that were fucking scared right right this nigga just got a busted lip and maybe, like, a broken nose or some shit. Like, all right, you be all right, my nigga. Like, you straight? Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, I'm not trying to be... I'm not trying to make it, like, this issue is not important because of this other issue. I'm not saying that. Like, I'm just trying to get to the facts, and I'm about to make a point, and people will understand. I'll just make them understand. So, back in December of 2016, a woman by the name of Rima Coleman, a black woman, was dragged off of a Delta flight by security for non-compliance almost exactly in the same way, by her arms, down the aisle, completely docile. Room, you know, rumors were that, like, in the video, could you, I didn't actually hear it because, like, I haven't heard the video that many times and actually heard it. But supposedly, like, someone in the video says, like, oh, I think they tased her. And in her video, you don't hear a white woman caping for an Asian man. In her video, you hear people, like, fucking giggling and throwing shade and, like, oh, my God. And throwing out, like, the lazy ass, like, oh, that's crazy responses that you say when you don't really give a fuck about something. Right. 
like they didn't value her safety the same way like and it was the identical situation so i'm not even comparing this to the death of unarmed black men and police brutality in america i'm, I'm comparing this fucking apples and apples in this bitch asian man to black woman. asian man to black woman getting dragged off a goddamn plane by her arms down the aisle you know what kind of shit sticks out in aisles <laughs> Yeah. All types of shit. Yeah, shit is on the floor. Like, fuck. Yeah. You bump all kind of shin shit. I mean, anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, his fucking lip and his nose were fucked up. Cool. So, <clears throat> the difference in her story and his story is you probably haven't fucking heard about her. Right. And the average story you Google about her, you can't even. You know how fucking hard it was for me to find out her goddamn name? Hmm. Like, most of the articles just like, woman. <laughs> <laughs> black no not yeah. even just woman dragged yeah. off of a plane for yeah. like it, it, anyway. they didn't give it a right for being black for being a victim not even that ouch so <laughs> we never heard about it she did not resist alright so she didn't have any incidental injuries that's another difference mm-hmm. cause she didn't fucking resist there's another video that surfaced that most people have not seen of the guy actually being recorded before he start before the other video starts so, like, the other video starts, and, like, you know, he's just fucking getting dragged. And, well, we hear that fucking crazy-ass fucking scream first. Like, the first time I heard yes. that shit, I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> it's just like, yes, what is my watching? bit much. But, I mean, you know, whatever. So, <laughs> there's another video that actually started, like, getting recorded before that one came out. That shit gets released. It's a fucking cell phone camera video. But the guy is, like, being spoken to by the security. Right. And he's on the phone with somebody else. I don't know if it's like attorney or like somebody else, like it's fucking white. I don't know. He's on the phone and he's like, they want me to like, they're trying to kick me off the plane, basically. Right. And he's like, I'm not going. I'm not going. And he's like, no, they're trying to use force. Like he's like talking to someone. <laughs> like he's actively like managing the situation and like actively resisting. It's like at some point, something yeah. has to give. You so, gotta right. stop it's gonna be you. commentating. Or yeah, because think about it. Think about it this way. No, like think about it this way, and to take it back to a place where it's allowed to parallel the killings of unarmed black people, someone starts recording. Like all this shit has been on video. Someone starts recording, and then somehow a motherfucker still dies. You you will hear comments all day long. He shouldn't have resisted. He should have just. He should have just complied. He shouldn't have moved his hand. Or then, my next best favorite, oh, well, he was a criminal, so he didn't deserve justice. Justice is, the even though it's fucking shitty, the judicial system that you've set in place, which says that the motherfucker deserves a right to free trial, not, like, just fucking, you know, uh, guilty until you're proven innocent and just fucking, like, what the fuck about a trial? If he is a criminal, like, all right, treat him like a criminal. Don't treat him like he's fucking not human. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if, if you want to go there, he chose to resist. Nobody's saying he shouldn't have resisted because they think it's fucking mean. But I'm like, he shouldn't have fucking resisted. Nigga, that's why your nose bleeding. That's why you look stupid as fuck in that fake-ass United Airlines commercial. Because you resisted. Yeah, he is in that shit. So. <laughs> like, I know he's the victim and everything. But, but no, but let me finish. Let me tell you why. Like, I'm not saying I don't have sympathy for the man. Empathy? No, because I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be being honest. But, like, I have sympathy for the man. But let me explain to you why this story shouldn't deserve all the fucking black tears. So, the the lady, Rima Coleman, like, she has no, like, criminal record, right? And she's a professor at the University of Michigan. Hmm. Meanwhile, 
like some of the victims of police brutality, Dr. Dow has a criminal record. Nobody's talking about his criminal record. Like, I have yet to hear, like, oh, well, he shouldn't have resisted. He's a fucking thug. Where are the thug comments? Yeah. Okay, so he's a convicted felon. Like I said, according to the Associated Press, he's been convicted of fraudulently obtaining drugs by deceit. Right? Had his medical license suspended, but somehow after two years, like, found a way to, like, practice again with, like, special conditions. Huh. Right? And then... It doesn't say, like, that he was convicted, but, like, then later on, like, he faced 98 charges of felony, like, trafficking and illegally prescribing prescription painkillers. This is the thug. This is the person keeping drugs on the streets. (laughs) Fucking using his connections as a medical doctor to keep fucking prescription painkillers that were being abused on the streets who refuses to comply with policies as if he's above the law. Don't I just sound like a fucking, like, redneck? Like, listen to what I'm saying. I'm just fucking talking about this person like he's not fucking a human being. Yeah. But I'm saying that all, my only point is that in this situation, there are parallels that allow someone to talk about him this way, but nobody is going to. Not saying he deserves it. I'm just saying that, like, just look at the way that shit happens and the way that we discuss things and how differently, like, we literally actively dehumanize black people. Motherfuckers be the victim in a story and, oh, let's show their mugshot. To decrease the ability to feel for them. Right. I'm so fucking tired of that shit. It's literally dead. I'm like, how is nobody... Call- like, I'm not gonna call this shit out no more? Like, it's blatant as fuck literally all the time. Yep. That's how they build a story. <laughs> Jesus. You know, um, there's this quote... I don't know where I heard it, but I just know... It probably was like a cartoon or some shit. But it was like, until the... I wanna say... Yeah, I'm probably paraphrasing like a motherfucker, but... That's fine. Until like the, the beast or probably something that's way less intense than that learns to read or write like every story will glorify the hunter okay now you know what I'm i about? have to <laughs> you know i have to like? stop you right there <laughs> because i don't know that one but if i ever what? see some shit on the news or any type of media outlet to where somebody calls one of us a beast okay that's what i'm saying it's probably less than <laughs> it's probably like, not I, as like I racially divisive you, as i just i know you said you were but like it had the same impact on me so <laughs> if I ever hear sorry the beast <laughs> okay no no no, no, no sorry like, it's way less it's way okay i found it oh my god, god. <laughs> It's, okay, you're going to be like, she's dramatic. Okay, it's sounds, sounds yeah. like. It says, until the lion knows how to write, every story will glorify the hunter. So that's actually more like flattering than the beast. Give me, give me, give me that one more time. Say until again. the lion learns to write, every story will glorify the hunter. Hmm. This is true. Yeah, I feel like that was like a message. Anyway, so I'm wrapping this up here. I'm not even done. So let me tell you why I'm not in a rush to join the hashtag Chinese Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. That's all I want to do is mm-hmm. just explain to you why I'm not like number one in line to fucking start hashtagging that shit. So last year, thousands of Asian Americans protested and rallied um, in response to ex-cop Peter Lang's conviction after he was convicted of like I think it was like second degree manslaughter. Um, you know when he murdered Akai. I think I'm saying his name right. Akai Gurley. Wait for it. Akai Gurley was an unarmed black man. Peter Lang was an Asian American police officer. People were like, this, this defies your black, you know, black abuse, white cop theory. Nope. Nope. We said police brutality. (laughs) 
You can you it's okay. You could be Asian and fuck it up too. Yep. Differences are not gonna fucking save your ass like they save right. You're not gonna get paid administrative leave. You're actually just gonna get kicked off the force, buddy. Yeah. Whole time. So real quick. You're out of <laughs> the here. The end of the day, <laughs> you're not white, don't forget it. Just might go to jail for a little while. <laughs> so then you know what I'm saying? Like that was thousands of Asians Amer- Americans that were like angry that this nigga that killed a black dude got convicted. They're like, It was an accident. This is wrong. Is it wrong? Like, do y'all have that much sympathy in your hearts for the motherfucker that actually lost his life and his family? No? Oh, all right. Yeah. Oh, you don't agree with Black Lives Matter? Okay. We all right. Un- we, we, march, no, we march for everybody's shit. But don't know, everybody don't march for our shit. We always want to be in somebody's goddamn parade. Mm-hmm. Like... <laughs> Anyway, so we're actually getting tired because ain't a whole lot of us marching. You know what I'm saying? Keep going all these other shits. You using all of your Black Lives Matter energy. So then, on something else. Then, then we're not gonna forget that like less than a month ago, you know that that North Carolina beauty supply store owner Mm -hmm. who wrongly accused a black woman of stealing, and then instead of fucking apologizing or some shit like that that would make fucking sense he beats her ass like what are you the fuck and he assaults her and then takes his time fucking apologizing for it and has like you have two apologies now racked up sir you need to apologize for accusing me of fucking thievery right and you need to fucking apologize for assaulting fuck apologizing according to the law you should be serving time but you you're making money off of you know these the black community and how much we feel like we need to be up in your store spending money to like live up to these fucking standards so you got the money to make your fucking bill and next day you back out nation of islam and like i think it was like NLACP or something you know there's the video then like they went to their, his store and like asked for an apology you got this dumb loud bitch in the background talking about some you know for the apology to really mean something it it takes time you can't just say i'm sorry he was like, you can fucking say something until you do. We're going to be out in pro- protesting <laughs> in front of this bitch. Boycotting every goddamn day. The fuck you mean? It takes time. Open your goddamn mouth and say sorry. Be accountable. All I'm saying is, is is this mass unity slash solidarity? Like, yeah, of course it's needed. But is it is it necessary all the time? Like, why do we, why do black people specifically, like, why do we need to cave for this Asian man? Okay. The outrage over this man's situation after he was in the wrong for non-compliance, just want to remind you of that, right, and convicted felon, right, not dehumanizing him, just listing the facts, unless you acknowledge that that dehumanizes black people when we, when other people do it. Right, thug, thug, drug there dealer, There you go, Asian thug, man. drug dealer, Asian man, right, trouble, troublemaker. Troublemaker. Okay. Troubled youth. There you go. So, the outrage over what happened to this man because of him has managed to garner... First of all, a federal investigation, which, do you know how long it's taken to get people to federally investigate the murders of unarmed black men? Yeah, it takes no, a while. No, I'm not going to stop fucking talk, <laughs> talking about it. It takes a while. Um, and in addition to, I'm sorry, where the fuck are all these girls? Yeah. What? Yeah, where are all the white bitches who's making vagina hats for ma- uh, the national, the women's march? What the fuck? This is, yeah. Why, why you, where are your vagina hats at? Put them back on. We can't even get on that. Yeah, I'm not about to. I'm not going there now. It's, I just, I'm just like, first of all, don't even get me started on the federal investigation. Hashtag Flint. So, and I don't want to hear nobody talking about the fucking hundred million dollars that fucking Trump sent to, like, don't, I know the fucking story. Don't come at me like I don't pay attention to politics. Shut the fuck up. Like, don't want to hear that. Um, but it's still a thing. So, 
In addition to garnering, you know, a federal investigation in a matter of days, there's been a $1.4 billion drop in United stock in, you know, in, in just this few days after this incident because of right. the, the outpouring of support people have given for Dr. David Dow. So also, Dr. David Dow's attorney, she tried it. She's reported as saying he's a modern-day Rosa Parks at a press conference. Let me break this down just a little Ooh, bit. He fucking, so she we'll, fucking tried we'll it. Let's try and break this, break this down. The first thing, he, as a man... As in this Asian man who, who purchased a ticket... <laughs> On an airline, an airline, an international ticket, and based on the policies of the airline, he. <laughs> yeah, um, just got kicked off the flight, like, compared himself to... Modern day Rosa Parks. Yeah, that part. <laughs> that's disrespectful. Like, that's disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> that is... <laughs> Can't even spit that shit. Yeah, it's, 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 it's despicable. despicable. <laughs> it's despicable. It's despicable. <laughs> But I mean, that's just like I'm just giving you off the cuff. Like I'm, I'm not saying this dude's situation doesn't suck, but like that's my unpopular opinion on it. And fuck it. Like, what help does he need of ours? They've made great headway so far. Yeah, he really doesn't. Shit, China got billions of motherfuckers over there. Didn't, they just, didn't China just find like a new um like place to mine like for at least like two billion dollars in gold or some shit? Like they just discovered this shit like this past Man, week. China has everything they need to do whatever now i was going to say like they've been raping the shit out of africa so like maybe they just found some shit that has been there but like it's supposedly like i haven't actually read the story in much detail but supposedly this this deposit of gold was actually found in china so that's a little it's a little interesting imagine how crazy their economy is so crazy that you have to (laughs) you have to limit the amount of people that you allow to be born into your country like this that's crazy yeah man yeah he don't need us I mean, the U.S. is kind of doing, well, not, like, so overtly, but, like, you can't tell me that there aren't, like, blatant attacks on, like, babies, especially, like, we could talk about fucking black children specifically, like, you know, think about, like, the way that black children are just, like, not being reproduced at a certain rate. Like, it seems like they are, but then, like, in a lot of situations, like, their futures are... Are mapped out for them in a way that is just less than satisfactory either way. Yeah, so, that's another conversation yeah, for another day. Sure is. <sighs> all right, so like I've been pumping iron a little bit. Okay, but relationships. So imagine this. Like, let's think about. It. I was thinking about this like oh, just a while back. Right. Like, what if there was this magic button? Magic or, button. Yeah, magic button. Wait, magic... have you seen the Magicians? No. The TV show. Okay, it's on Netflix. Some people hate it, but, like, it actually, it's funny that you said that, because, like, this show is about magic, and then there's, like, a magical item in the show that's a button. So you said magic button, and I just thought that was cool. Ah. Uh, was it? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> was it? Cool? Shut up. Go ahead. Was it? So, you. yeah, imagine, like, imagine this button, right? So, think about this. We're, we're talking about relationships and all the things that happen in them. Okay. But, specifically, what if there was a button you could push, and you could just, like... Unfuck a person. 
Okay. Yeah, or if you had, <laughs> if you had like an app you could download on your phone. Okay, so this is like more like a Staples like easy button. Yeah, like, like a, kind of like an easy, button. kind of like an easy button or Alrighty. like an on-off switch. Yeah, we're gonna just we're just gonna unfuck this person. Wow. <laughs> Get them off of my. Uh, it's like it's like like parallel to like blocking them. Yeah, it's like, man, let me, let me, let me block this body count because I'm, wow. <laughs> I'm up here. I need to, I need to unfuck this See, person. body count is a whole other topic. But yes, I, I feel you like, um, would, I, like, think of like, would you, would you use uh, it? Would you, would you use it? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> probably, definitely. Yeah, basically, it's probably, uh, right. <laughs> probably something that we could definitely, we'd <laughs> probably all be taking advantage of that, man. I, I would definitely oh wow yeah there's a few that's too much too much like going on but like i would definitely like just in short to unfuck them like not even regarding emotions just like just undo like having that connection with the person oh yeah yeah i mean because think about it like what niggas ain't shit and like not even in a way like oh i've been hurt and it's so tragic like just in a way where it's like there are people who are literally not shit now. And I can't like their be lives with suck. You yeah, and it's just and like I'm sorry, we're not in the same. <laughs> yeah, that's I don't I don't want any type. I don't of connection with, with you yeah, like at all. Who says you could talk to me? <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's like a good segue into my like my next question. So okay. think about it. Like what what's the criteria for like somebody being like on the list for being able to unfuck like this has to be like a list of bad sex or does this have to be a list of unwanted sex it's like soul ties that you're thinking about right there's there's so much that you can be like no i have to unfuck this person or my life is going to be ruined moving forward i don't even think of it that way though because like i don't really have regrets honestly like the way i look at it is like fortunately i've never been like in a situation where for the for the most part like everything i've ever done is something i've wanted to do Mm -hmm. so like it's not that it's like, oh, I regret this so much. Like, I wish I could take this evil shit out of my life. Like, it's not that deep. It's not on some, like, silly shit at all. It's more like, this nigga is fucking lame as fuck. And oh my God. literally, like, he's 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 completely fucking disrupting my, all of my no vibrations. Longer, <laughs> like, no longer worthy of my vagina. He's... No, like, literally, like, how did I ever think he was worthy? Like, how did I... You failed. Like you're embarrassing. Just take that off. You just take that off. Yeah, like I just need to scrape that off the list. It's like it's like your credit score. Yeah. It's like let me go pay this off. I fucked this up, but let me let me go ahead and pay this this off. I'm trying to get I'm trying to get eight hundred, and you ain't you ain't helping me with that shit. Right. Get this out of here. Yes, like um, what's what's the criteria though? Like what makes somebody on go on the the unfuck list? Is it bad sex? Yeah, so definitely, that's, so I think that's, like, at face value, that's most people's right away is bad sex. Yeah. Like, I'm sure everyone can think of, like, one, like, time they had sex at least that was just like, oh, this is whack, like. Yeah, this is very whack. I probably shouldn't have gotten naked. <laughs> yeah, like, I could have kept on, like, my shirt. Like, yeah, I, we could have just yeah, knocked this yeah, out. Yeah. Actually, we could have just not did yeah. this shit at all. Yeah, definitely. At Unfuck. All. I could have, like, not come over here. I pressed the button. It's like, wait, undo, I'm yeah, back at home, you're back at home. start that over. Uh, text me tomorrow. Right. And then ask me if I want to come over so I can fucking say no. Thank you. That's how we're going to do this. Mm. Yeah, I, th- I think that would be pretty dope. Like so definitely, was... definitely um, wax sex. What else? What were you asking me? What else? Qual- like, yeah, qualifies? like what else? Because I was looking at like body count and all that kind of stuff that you find out later. I mean, but uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's I think that's a conversation like we should definitely like talk about because 
sexual expression and freedom. Yeah. All I'm saying is, like, body count, like, that's that's so so fucking stupid. Like, what what does that mean? Unless, unless someone is unhealthy, like, for you to be with, like, and that, that means in all ways, like, how, who are you to be, like, interviewing them, like, so how many partners have you had? Like, that is, most people have sex with somebody before they even find out that information. Mm-hmm. Just playing devil's advocate here. And so, because, like, I've seen people, like, t- tweet about this, like, young girls, like, in high school and shit. Like, I've had a, a person that I know personally be like, I'm going to go fuck this guy because I need to keep my body count low and I need some, like, I need some dick. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> like, I don't so understand. So, like, her going back to smash some old dude? Yeah, like, I'm just like, I don't, it does not compute. Like, you don't like this person, you don't respect this person. You don't love yeah, this person. That's, that's when the, that's You when regret the body, having sex with this person in the over, first man. place. Your body take over to do some strange. No, it's not your body. It's your fucking insecurities. Like you're like, I need to keep my body count low. Like you're actively. It's it's still logic. You're like you're using circular logic to justify doing something that it's not about it being carnal. It's about it's about fucking ego. Because she's like, what if someone asks me? Who the fuck is somebody that, like, that's not what they should be asking you. They should be asking you about, like, tests and shit. Like, they shouldn't be asking you how many people you, because, like I said, nine times out of ten, they're asking you this question after y'all have had sex probably a couple of times. And if that person's in that shit and he's not asking that question then, and it's not a cost in his mind at all, I guarantee you me, like, that's not really an issue. Does that make sense? Yeah. No. No, 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 it makes sense. Okay. I was like, does that sound like vulgar or does that like make sense? <laughs> it makes it make sense. <laughs> but yeah, like so that's kidding. why, like, I don't, I don't agree with that body count shit. Like, I just, it's kind of stupid. It's, it's about even anyway. I was looking at some surveys and... I just literally think it's stupid. Like, I just think it's stupid to put women in those boxes because you don't really hear men talking about that. And then, like, even when they do, like, let's not pretend that men don't glor- aren't glorified for, like, having the highest body count, like... It's complete, it's a complete double standard, and it still happens today. So fuck a body count, that would not be a reason for me to want to hit the unfuck button. Okay, cool. Cool, cool. I guess, like, as a follow-up to this whole unfuck button, I actually did not intend for this to be so vulgar, but it's kind of like the question, um, to fuck or not to fuck. Okay. It sounds stupid, but, like, basically just, like, on the first date. So... Nowadays, like, there's this kind of this stigma that, like, you know, generationally, generationally, people are just, like, having situationships. Right. Okay, so people don't understand the art of, like, dating versus the art of being in a relationship. So they don't understand courting each other and, like, being allowed to, like, be single and dating. Like, they just like someone and it's like, you're my significant other right now. Right. And there's so many expectations and, like, people don't know each other. People are, like, rushing to do things together that, like, they probably should be thinking twice about. All kinds of stuff. So, now that it hasn't been the case for, like, ever in every generation, but I'm just saying now it's, like, it's fucking bad. So, with that being said, people are, like, doing this thing where, like, they are so hurt and they're so deeply pained or, like, ailed by you know, the world and, like, what they've been through and, like, people that are claiming to have experienced, like, the worst heartbreak of their lives at, like, 14 and shit. And, like, the whole thing is everyone's a savage. Everyone is, like, so heartless or, like, everyone's been turned cold and, like, that's that's 
fucking cool or something. And people are like priding themselves on being so like raw as a person, but they're actually not. Like it's just a bunch of like hype and like it's really just a sign of like major insecurities that like our children's generations are going to have. <laughs> because people like you know, proclaim to be so forward, but like if we're really talking about what our intentions are and we're leveling the playing field because of that, and like girls and boys, men and women, males and females can be savages and all this other shit, you can be forward about how you feel. People are like not communicating and then like acknowledging that they have shitty relationships and just like, like just, if you just think about fucking Hurt Bay, like it was the stupidest shit I've ever fucking watched in my life. At the end of the day, like, if that playing field is level, if we're not talking about conversations like body count anymore, like, with regard to actual feminism as it pertains to equality, like, I, I just think that people would have more sexual freedom in a way that could be healthy. Like, there's things people don't talk about, sometimes to their detriment. If people are forward about their intentions with each other, they can go on respecting each other so much more easily after, like, a situation where two people do have sex on the first date. And, like, if they're upfront about, like, if it happens to be something they both want to do and they're not really looking to, like, do the whole, I'm going to pretend like I want a relationship thing and then disappear. If they're like, hey, if we're both just going into this knowing the fucking, like, you know, rules of engagement, cool beans. Like, let's just fuck each other and enjoy it and, like, not make it fucking weird. Like, enough people aren't comfortable. Yeah. Like, that would be so, like... Enough people don't don't keep the same level of commitment with that. But that's what I'm saying. Well, either so way, I don't... something that has that would have to be practiced. Like, you don't just get to go in there and be like, oh, no emotions to this whole emotional concept of sex. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm, saying. I'm just saying that people, if people were more upfront about how they really felt about shit, period, like, it doesn't mean it has to be, like, harsh. Like, you can be, you know, empathetic and you know, say things in a way that, you know, what you're saying is being delivered, but how you're saying it is allowing it to be received. Like, you don't have to be vulgar and, like, super aggressive when you're, like, dating. Especially, like, people are really still meeting people off Tinder and shit, like, in real life. Like, they're, like, meeting up with niggas. Like, not worried about getting kidnapped or, like, trapped into fucking sex trafficking. Yeah, that's probably pretty stupid. You get what I'm saying? Like, if people are just upfront about shit, I'm not saying someone who's planning to fucking kidnap you and force you into prostitution is going to say... I'm going to kidnap you I'm gonna and force ki- you into prostitution. Yeah, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> Would you like to meet me at the bar? Sorry, so I'm not saying that. Um, I'm just saying that it would make things a lot more plain for people. Then I also think when it comes to things like abuse that starts off emotionally, which is most abuse, um, you know, even to that point, like, people being able to see through people's intentions a lot sooner and, like, look at them in a different lens up front instead of whatever this is the most flattering, like, that would help people make better decisions. Like, I think it, I really think it would, so. Okay. So, you're coming at this from the viewpoint of just be upfront, be open and honest with what your intentions are, and in the long run, people are going to be a lot more respected for that. Yeah. Like, people's quality of life would be better if everyone was more honest. Uh, yeah, that's real in general yeah, so. that's that's very much so real i mean like there's nothing wrong with with smashing on the first date like there, there's really nothing wrong with i've it. definitely done it before but you you've got to have like a certain certain level of self-respect as well right. like if you don't have self-respect and self-confidence about smashing on the first date to know that you were the desired one in that situation or that it was what you wanted like, to do not that you were being pursued like 
Like, that's the whole thing about it. If you don't have confidence, I mean, I agree with you. Like, if you don't have that confidence, though, like, it doesn't even matter about being pursued. Like, that's an ego thing. I'm talking about, like, true pride, like, in the fact that you're the one being a decision maker in this process. You're not being, like, stalked and preyed upon sexually. Like, so many women understand what that feels like. Like, you're making the decision about some shit that has to do with your vagina. Right. And, like, you can be, like, proud in that. Like, that's the reason people can call people thoughts and hoes and bitches because there are still some girls out there that have like a certain level of insecurity that allows them to, you know, believe that they might be that. Yeah. And, and actually like actively have a certain like lack of respect for themselves. Like, but there are other women who are out there that have the same sexual experiences, but they're allowing themselves to, to own that. Like there are so many people who talk shit about Amber Rose for her slut walk. I personally think it's fucking stupid, but she also has so many supporters. Like, I understand the message. And I understand the idea of the fact that, like, yes, there is, like, a ridiculous rape culture here. Like, it, it just takes a certain kind of woman to be able to own that. Yeah, like, I, I feel you. Like, you take a you take a picture, like, looking at it through a lens. Like, you take a picture of this girl laying on a pole or on a stage or something like that yeah. with her ass completely out, just yeah, busting like, wide open. there's nothing artistic. They, they, yeah, they're like, this is not fucking art. But she smashed, like, 15 dudes. Yeah. Yeah, that's porn like that, that's porn at that point but you take a picture of somebody laying in the middle of a garden with their legs wide open and they're a flower so yoni, eloquently yoni covering their their <laughs> vagina yes yoni appreciation i just finished smashing a whole village of fine black men because i am a star. because i am a queen <laughs> and i deserve all the dick like <laughs> we're like oh my god this is art she's yeah. a god she's a goddess <laughs> she's like, she everything oh she I'm, is like i am her like, she is me for real though <laughs> no but like i totally feel you on that and that's not to mock like the movement of like it, it's such a beautiful thing no, to see black women being it's able really to um, love themselves and like understand who they are and like what they deserve in this world yeah. um, especially like and to express it like yeah to be beautiful. able to express it in a way that other people can actually appreciate and even if it, I mean fuck the other people even if they don't appreciate it just to be able to get to a point where black women can begin to build a network and appreciate each other and not compete with each other um, because for such a, such a large you know part of just the the colonization of the fucking world like we've just been like trying to fucking fight for shit you know what i'm saying yeah still so. fighting oh i mean of course like that's it's honestly like i think it's a fight that's never going to be finished but it's just really beautiful to see some of the things that have that have become real yeah and you know it, it was all meant to be it was all meant to come into how do we get back on race we're talking about like i'm just saying on the first like day. races and everything races in our black people races in our relationships why like, do you guys always make why do you people always make everything about race because it is about fucking race yeah like sorry this is my experience <laughs> this I is my life my life is race Thank i literally you. cannot i cannot uh express myself from any other perspective i'm not saying i can't see or hear any other perspective but i literally can only tell the perspective of my life from a minority whether it's because i'm black or whether it's because i'm a woman i literally have no other either way it's it is what it is yep. so this is my it's fucking not a whole opinion. lot <laughs> you got one sorry, way to not sorry. black woman yeah wow. double threat yeah man all right so um wow. what do you think like fuck on the first date <laughs> what no i was thinking about how we got like way we went through a rabbit hole through 
was great. So what do you, what do you think about fucking on the first date, truly? Well. Um, How do you feel? Like, would you mm, fuck on the first would date? Would I fuck on the first date? Uh, yeah, I would fuck on the first date, but. I don't know why I asked you that question. My, my experience is, uh, it hasn't been quite much of a date if I like encounter somebody for the first time i do it um definitely but really in my experiences smashing on the first date it wasn't necessarily a date it was like if i'm smashing you, this, is like, this is like my first time meeting you or this is like my first time being around you at all in any real capacity and we end up smashing somehow like so you you've done this before then so this has this has happened before. Okay, so it so happened like, or you, you did it? So this has happened before. So like being around you in like the first introduction of us like actually being around each other and we end up smashing for some reason like that. That's not quite considered a, a date for me. I didn't know you and then start to get to know you and then well, take, you, like, take the time to evaluate and be like, Hey, are you are you worth actually spending real time on? And, and but then so, saying, what if you actually like? What if you literally went to dinner and a movie, and that was the first time, and you fucking had sex? Like that, you're telling me it's not a date because I mean, no, that I don't know who you are. Like, no, no, that's that's actually that's actually a date. Oh, what you're saying is you don't take women on dates, so like that scenario, the two things would never both happen at the same time for you. <laughs> no, I love taking women on dates. It's, it's ridiculous. Anyway, would I do it? Yes. Has it ever been a thing? Technically, yes. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it. <laughs> I, don't, I really don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's, it's, it's something that happens. It's something that's usually pretty organic. Like that first date smash, you don't have to plan that out. Like yeah, no, that, but... that first date smash, like you, you just both, feel of, the vibe. both of y'all are feeling a vibe. Yeah, you're like, fuck it. You're probably on a date because you already feel some type of way that you need to have some interaction with another human. Yeah, that's definitely. And, and it's like, <laughs> You just, you just need to have interaction with a human that in a, that in a way to. that yeah can do something for you and like that stimulates you yeah. both physically and mentally. So Sometimes just fucking physically. Going into it, you're already setting yourself up to to I won't call it taking an L, but like you're pretty much setting yourself up to lay down because you're hey, making a sacrifice of like potentially making a shitty decision, like a stupid ass yeah. decision. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you put yourself in that situation. It's like I know Absolutely. I'm going to go on this date. I know I'm kind of feeling this way, mm -hmm. but you know I'm just gonna go anyway and hope that I don't like fuck somebody. Well, I, I might no, because like that's kind of when people it parallels when people like blame shit on alcohol. Yes, some people get blackout drunk and shit happens, but like yeah. most of the time, people who blame things on I'm not talking about people like fucking who are using like illicit ass drugs. I'm talking about like people who like have three drinks and then have sex with somebody and be like, oh, I it was, was that? Yeah, no, you wanted to do like, you wanted, like, that's, I'm not talking about like date rape. I'm talking about people who like hop themselves up on alcohol to like allow themselves to do things that they probably wouldn't. Yeah. Like, if you're not gonna fuck on the drink first or two, date, started being honest with yourself and you smash somebody. Like, if you're not gonna do that, sober like you would probably shouldn't do it liquid courage yep you probably should like you probably yes. should do it. yeah because it's gonna run out yeah like after a while you're gonna have to regret that shit yeah. like people people just stay doing it and like i guess if people still live in that lifestyle they're like really way too old for it and then people are like there's no such thing yes the fuck there is Yep, sure is. There's definitely a, a certain age where it's like, you need to make a decision. Like, you could be a hoe for the rest of your life, but you got to change up the way you're doing it because you're out of control and you're old as shit. Yeah. 
Like that's when you actually kind of become Stephane, a hoe. Like, what's her name? <laughs> what's uh, what's Superhead's name? Oh, okay. I have this because I'm of course you know. <laughs> of course you know. I'm a man and I've seen porn before. Stephanie so Stephanie. it is not. Don't disrespect Stevens? and slander her name. Is her that name, her last name? Her name is Karen Steffens. Oh, what the fuck ever. <laughs> I don't <laughs> it care. Is Karen Steffens, I'm aka. Probably, I'm sorry that I We shall not feelings. speak her name. Okay. <laughs> Legend. A le- what? <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry I disrespected your your childhood superhero. My childhood, oh my god! So what you are you saying? I was like watching porn as a child. Like, what, 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 what are you saying about me? This is terrible. Anyway, so judgmental. Anyway, um, yeah. So let's end things on a high note. Yeah. Do you have um? Yes. Let's go ahead and uplift Charlie Murphy. Okay. Like that's 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 what I want to talk about. I want to uplift Charlie Murphy. Like this is this is a man that that's been battling cancer, but he's like an icon in yeah. in our community. Like the comedy industry, this man is an icon. Like even outside, like he's just underrated. Like he's just someone who underrated. Yeah, very much so underrated. You know, he he kind of lived his life in a, in a shadow. But that's 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 not what we we want to focus on. Like I, I want to uplift the man. Like think about like this man's first first feature film, his first large role in a film like something that this just speaks to our heart harlem nights yeah like harlem nights is so damn funny and brings people so much joy and like for him to have a part to play in that and bringing all of that joy and that being just a small piece of his career like that's that's amazing man to, to yeah. have that much power I mean, it was definitely like a, a wonderful film. It was very, uh, it was iconic for a lot of reasons, actually. So for him being a part of that, like I think that was a great, um, a great accomplishment, like early in his uh, his acting career. Yeah, and he he gets so much respect, like in in the comedy world, man. There there yeah. are so many people that that love on him and just respect his his craft, his humbleness, and and, and him being real, like in in the age of comedy that we're in, and people have to be fools and can't speak out on that actual political issues like he's he's one of the one of the realest people to to ever be in the industry and speak their mind like while they're also telling jokes right like it's a it's a very powerful medium or tool to use to to uplift your race i think i mean that's always been like a dynamic concept to me like in comedy and through comedy like all the things that people are able to express about um their experiences specifically the black experience of uh, Charlie Murphy was somebody who had definitely had a lot, a lot more messages to give to people than people might have realized at face value. He had a lot of important things to say, and he was someone that was extremely well respected. Um, and his message reached a lot of people, the people who actually like understood that and appreciated that, <clears throat> appreciated him for more than just his comedy. You know, right? He's he's just done so much in the in the community for us. Like we, I don't think people actually understand how great of a person he is. And like thinking about this whole thing, like I just wanted to put it out there that that final final tweet that everybody saw. Like his his final tweet that he sent out was something that was so mind blowing. Like I'm just gonna read it. Like it's end quote one to sleep on. Release the past to rest as deeply as possible. I mean, I think it's pretty clear that he, like, knew he was dying. Yeah, it's it's very much so clear. Like, it's 
it's a weird type of like everyone's like this is a cryptic message and i'm like is it like (laughs) is it cryptic or is it just like the most honest thing that you can tell or leave on earth for somebody to know yeah let the past go man (laughs) like have your peace instead yeah keep your peace like so yeah man we 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 lost an icon but we just want to take that time and uplift him and keep him keep him up man we we want to just keep doing that i think um it's important to note too like there's a lot of things like i said a lot of accomplishments that he's had like in his career as as a a person that has been able to reach other people that is like very so much under underrated like i really just can't find another word for it um there's so much people don't know about him um like a lot of people like are confused about the relationship he had with his brother and like first of all it's no one's business to be like confused about someone's relationship with their family like like they they had a wonderful relationship um and some people know that he used to actually be Eddie's like security guard um, and it's because, like, he loved his brother, like, so passionately. Like, he was so protective of his brother that it was actually to a fault. Like, he literally got fired from being his security guard because he was too protective of his brother. Like, he had too much heart and passion for the things that he loved, you know what I mean? And so, the things and the people, I should say. Um, beyond that, you know, he's he's a freaking veteran. Um, he served in the Navy after you know, getting into some trouble as a kid. It was kind of like back in the day where, like, you know, he just kind of straightened up and, like, went to go do something. Like, he put himself through such, like, a dramatic experience before becoming the man, the man that we knew. Um, I can't remember where I was reading it. It doesn't really matter. It was just basically saying, like, especially him joining comedy. Like, he didn't start doing comedy until maybe, like, 20 years or so, like, freaking two decades after Eddie Murphy. So, like... The likeness is, like, if Michael Jordan had an older brother who happened to start playing basketball. Like, people would be like, what is it? Like, I mean, Michael Jordan has a kid who plays basketball. Yeah. Nobody watches that. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, this is not as good. He's not Michael Jordan. You see what I'm saying? And so, like, he defied the people who told him, like, hey, bro, I don't know if you're going to make it. <laughs> because of this and I mean there can only be one of you like no it wasn't it wasn't like that you know and so even having like the drive in my opinion to be able to give that much and like put that much into your career like he worked so hard and he's still just on paper like at face value like he's not gonna have the same recognition you know what I'm saying like he's gonna be an underrated person because of that association and he still like was phenomenal like just because like just because he was it wasn't it wasn't about a competition and there were so many people who don't understand that um who miss out on like so much genuine love because they're so consumed with greed and i think that he was he was a a man that that kind of understood that unconditional love and was able to integrate that into everything that he did so rest in peace charlie murphy All right, man. So, um, follow us on Instagram at Catch the Contact, uh, so you can keep up with us and find out when our next elevated conversations will be available for a listen. 
Um, you can find us on SoundCloud um, very shortly, the iTunes podcast app. Um, and if you have any questions or want to email us any relationship questions, you can send your questions to catchthecontact at gmail.com. This is Jane Black. And this is Mr. Sir. Bye. Deuces.